0: time now for the balloon party on the tim mckernan podcast presented by dobbs tire and auto centers on 101 espn
1: yes 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 you hear me how i changed my octave there i feel good about it really good now i'm excited about myself are you six five seven eight zero i'm fire though what for the responses that are about to come in yeah Really looking forward to it. My name is Tim McKernan. Uh, I've been in the market since uh, March of 2000. My first day at KMOV was the day Jim Edmonds was traded to the Cardinals. Did you know that, Jackson? No. What else would you like to know? Traded from the Angels to the Cardinals? That's correct. That was the only time he was traded to the Cardinals, so therefore it would be the Angels. What were you thinking it was? From the Celtics? Oh, well,
2: no. I was four years old when that happened, so...
1: I understand, but I mean, I wasn't alive when Lou Brock was traded here, but I knew he came from the Cubs... I didn't see Babe Ruth play, but I believe he played in the Bronx. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't like that as a, as a, as an excuse. I just don't. You <laughs> not gonna stand for it? I'm not, and I'm, I know what's gonna go on on today's show. You're gonna chomp at the bit to get in your Celtics and Dubs, and you're gonna get all fired up about the game that Jason Tatum had, and then the audience is gonna get mad about it, and then you're gonna get mad at the audience for getting mad about it, and I'm gonna sit here and play the role of moderator. For the next hour there is the show that is what I believe
2: pretty likely that that will happen okay there yeah. it
1: is well the stage has been set I also ask for mic drops people leave them you won't play them It's has been you Rhino Shield mm-hmm. and uh, if you ever want to podcast the program it is uh downloadable the 101 ESPN app Dobbs tire and Auto Center's podcast that's what we've got for you here on balloon party Tim McKernan action Jackson with you for one hour and then it's BK and Ferrario just bringing the heat from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Cardinals with a day game today, so Dan McLaughlin will not be joining us. Wow, you 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 confirmed that with him yesterday. what what happened? Tell me what tell me what's going on. Here. Well, I texted Dan. I was texting with Dan yesterday about something completely. Uh, well, I texted nothing to do with the show.
2: I text Dan every Wednesday to say hey, good for our time tomorrow, and I did it not even realizing the day game tomorrow in the Eastern time zone, so he wouldn't be on with us. So. Unfortunate, but he'll be calling the game today, like a nice little Thursday uh, busman
1: special. Oh, I can't imagine the raucous crowd they'll have at the Trop. At the
2: Trop. I had a buddy who was there egging. last night.
1: What did he say about the atmosphere? <laughs> Pony.
2: Raucous. That was a good way of describing it, yeah. Very raucous.
1: Uh, Cardinals losing last night. I was starting to buy in after the sweep of the Padres. and going, okay, you know, when they're playing other SEC teams, they're winning. That's good. Yeah. And Couldn't then, get it done. Uh, but they were—they really—I don't know. I lost the game on Tuesday night. That should have been a win. And now you got this one last night. Uh, for for degenerates out there, I know we have a good number of them listening to the show. I don't know what this is about, but the Rays are almost a, a two-to-one favorite in today's game, which surprises me. Yeah. And and that's not that's not based on rosters. I don't know if I've seen a starting lineup for today's game yet, um, but. Uh, it's just when a team has a chance to sweep and then the Cardinals are throwing Michaelis. Uh, now, the Rays are throwing Shane McClanahan, uh, but I just am surprised that that's, that's it. I just feel like that tends to be a time where a team, oh, here is the lineup. The lineup was just posted. Edmund Goldschmidt, Arenado, Pujols hitting cleanup. Okay. Uh, Tyler O'Neill, Juan uh, Lopez, Harrison Bader, Sosa Kisner, your starter is Michaelis. So, my point being, the Cardinals are in we got to win this game mode, right? And it's a day game. I don't know. I don't know. I, here's, here's what I'm telling you. Here's I'm going to get to it. Take the Cardinals, I'm going to put it in predictionary.
2: All right. I'm going to, I'll, I'll tell that too.
1: I think that would get you plus 160 mm-hmm. if my uh, math is correct. Yeah. And the Rays are minus 180 right now. And it just strikes me as is too high. Uh, Good news for the Cardinals is that the Brewers have lost five in a row. And so while the Cardinals have been losing, they haven't lost any ground in the National League Central. As a matter of fact, they haven't lost any ground on anybody because everybody in the National League Central is on a losing streak. And I believe this will not be the last time I say that in 2022. And so the Cardinals are still a half game back of the Milwaukee Brewers. So there is the State of the Union with a day game today in Tampa. And then they are at home for a series with the Cincinnati Reds and their 20 wins on the season. Uh, Tim, the Rays minus one and a half last night was the lock of the day. That's from Soulard Ron. Is that based on the Packy, Packy, Packy start? Yeah, you'd have to think Packy being... uh... The thing with Corey Kluber, Corey Kluber has one of the widest deltas as far as a starting pitcher goes, I feel like. Now, this is based strictly on feel. But I'm like, that's a guy who can go out there and, and throw a no-hitter, or he can go out and throw two and a third and give up nine runs. Wide delta, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, okay, he's pitched well as of late, so it seems like he's due for one of those blow-ups, but it wasn't to happen. Tyler O'Neill went opposite field on him. But it was nothing uh, nothing good for Cardinal fans last night. Certainly not entertaining unless you like watching pitchers who aren't really pitching well not know how many outs there are. If you enjoy that, then last <laughs> night's game was for you. Jim Dandy, if you enjoy uh, guys, I turned off the Cardinal game early yesterday, and I flipped over to watch some ball. Nice. Now, what you're, you're assuming that means of the basket variety?
2: Yeah, I'd have to assume not. Not a lot of other balls out
1: there right now. Uh, that's correct. So maybe he was watching uh, your Celtics. A little and, hoop rock, and, yeah. Uh, Tim, uh, the Moose has this game in the bag. Yeah, I just I think the card. I don't know. I'm not. It's a value play. I'm just surprised that the Rays are that big of a favorite. It really surprised me. I would have I would have opened up my app and assumed I would have seen Rays minus 135 to minus 145. So when you see that kind of a number, you are obligated both morally and ethically, and then the, you have a fiduciary responsibility to yourself and your family to optimize earnings, and therefore you have to make the play. Now, the play might not work out, okay? The rays might win this game, but you have an I have a responsibility to your family when you see a value like that to make the play. Okay? Do you hear me?
2: Yeah, Rays heading to Minnesota tomorrow as well. I'm sorry? The Rays are traveling to Minnesota tomorrow.
1: And what do you think, that's in their head or something? I don't follow.
2: they got to hop on a plane. Oh, you're on the getaway
1: day plan. You're on getaway day. So the getaway day, the total on the game is seven. Yeah. If they would have split the first two games and both teams are traveling afterwards, I would be on the under. But because the Cardinals have lost the first two games are, and both teams are actually, you know, two of the 15 teams competing to win this year. Therefore, I think the Cardinals might have to do some raking, even though they're up against a good pitcher. And so I cannot recommend the under, but in the normal circumstance, I now understand why you bring up the Rays going to, but mm-hmm. you're going to bring up like Wally Zerbiak or something. <laughs> that would be one, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> big ticket or something. <laughs> that that in this case I cannot. This could be a game where the Cardinals win like ten to two. Gotcha. You yeah, uh, that, that's I'm just I'm just hey, listen. I've seen it. I've been watching it, damn near forty years. I guess I have been watching it forty years. In 1982. Yeah, here we are in the 40th anniversary yeah, yeah. of your what, what baseball fans. For Lonnie Smith inside the park home run, August like 22nd, 1982. Yeah, well, uh, the party. Tim, my gut is also super hesitant to trust Kluber, but dude, this team squeezed good half seasons out of Hap Lester, LeBlanc, so I don't effing know what direction is up anymore. That's from a 636. Oh, I guess this guy's talking about the Cardinals trading for Kluber. Why would I don't? I understand it if the Rays were 10 games under 500, but the Rays are 10 games over 500, so I don't know why the Rays would trade him. So that's, you know, if we're talking about it. Jackson, Jason Tatum's overrated. Thanks, 636. Interesting. That's all you're going to give him?
2: I I mean, I I, don't—overrated in the sense of what? I mean, he's all-NBA first team, and he's now led his team to an NBA Finals when they were essentially in the basement of the league at the beginning of the season. Turned it around. Pretty impressive for a guy who's 24 years old.
1: I wouldn't even call myself a casual NBA fan, but I am watching the finals, hoping for a Jason Tatum championship. Yeah, man, 66. that's a cool, route.
2: and he puts on for St. Louis too. He's not afraid to rep his hometown. He He's is. Got yeah, a tattoo on his Yeah, that was awesome. I, did Nelly perform at halftime? At least so. Yeah, that's really awesome, and I'm glad Boston's kind of getting on board with the St. Louis thing, kind of capitalizing on the fact St. Louis doesn't have a basketball team, but Jason Tatum is in oh, they're, the finals. Oh, they're implementing the Chiefs' business model? I think a little. I think it would be smart. I think it's a, a good move, considering that you got a town that is into basketball. I didn't know. Is that, is,
1: that going, is that actually a marketing strategy right now for the Celtics? No, but they— I see what you're saying, that it would be. Right.
2: Well, I think using utilizing Nelly to be the halftime performer, and they also posted the picture or the video of Nelly and Tatum and his son talking after the game, I think— and I saw a lot of people from St. Louis— Quote t- tweeting that and talking about it. I think it's a good move.
1: Uh, Jackson Wally Zerbiak is totes overrated too. Thanks five seven three. Four, more, they're coming at you.
2: That's a more fair point. The guy. I don't think he's played in fifteen years.
1: Uh, Tim, yes. parlay play, Cardinals money line plus one forty nine. Wow, it's plus one forty nine now. Man, under seven, which is minus one twenty, and then blank plus three fifty. Yes, sir. Five one final. I don't know. Oh, I guess pays 150 I see. Uh, Okay. All right. Hey, God bless. Godspeed. You know, if people want to post their wagers. (laughs) Here's what I... Post your wagers in advance. Please. What the social media move is, after the game is over, then guy comes out and shows he won. I'd like to see your yearly tab. My guess is it's red numbers. That's usually the way that it works. So if you gotta play, you got inside words, share it with the people. Let's all make some money here together. Let's do it. If the Cardinals would have won game one and then you had last night's happen, I would tell you the game would likely be like four to two or something like that. And the boys would just get out of town and get on the charter and head back to St. Louis in one case and in Minnesota in the other case. But in this case I could see the Cardinals going, Okay, we gotta get one of these games and they go raking, but who knows, man? Like I said, they're up against a legitimate operation here, so it's a different deal. Uh, Tim, I like the Brewers. I oh, are people really doing this? I like the Brewers minus one and a half, the Marlins minus one and a half, and the Cardinals money line. Sue Ron. All right,
0: I, I, like I, this. I guess I'm
1: just going to open up a book here on the air. <laughs> That's fine with me. Tatum with Nelly last night was pretty cool. St. Louis represent. That's from the six one eight. Yeah, super cool, man. And they won.
2: Tatum played better. Still, I think, I still think he's being a little passive, but. Uh, he was taken to the rack strong last night, especially adjusting well in the second half. So I was I was really glad to see.
1: You got to put a uh, hundred bucks down on who wins the series. I mean, the obvious one right now with the Celtics up two one is uh, the Celtics. So you were on the Celtics, I think, anyway, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. So Celtics, Celtics and seven.
2: Uh, I'm still with them. I still think that they hustle too well.
1: They're gonna win it in San Francisco.
2: Yeah, I think that would be uh, that would be likely because I mean they've had I think. Game six against the Bucks was in in Boston. It was a game that they had and lost. So, home court advantage really hasn't been that big of a deal in the playoffs this year.
1: Mm, fair enough. Uh, who wins tonight, Patty Maroon or uh, the Broadway Blue Shirts?
2: Is it in? It's at MSG, right? That's right. That's right. I'm going to take the Rangers. Unfortunately, they play. They play. I like watching them when MSG is rocking. That's one of the coolest sports venues in America. So. I'll give the advantage to the Broadway blue shirts.
1: Jackson's got uh, fun with arbitrary percentages. Uh, again, I, I I say this sincerely. It's, it's, it's transparency. What is mm-hmm. the
2: show called? It's called Honesty, Honesty in the Media. The media. It sure it's
1: called is. Little Harvard and the Douchebag or
2: something? <laughs> yes, and the Yuppie or something.
1: <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know how much interest is. And I'm asking the people. And you're welcome to say, I have zero interest in this, Tim. Please don't discuss it. Or you could say, yeah, I don't really like golf, but I am kind of fascinated to see this NFL, USFL thing going on. But Live Golf, the the tour that the PGA Tour is calling the Saudi Golf League, mm-hmm. headed by Greg Norman, that Phil Nick Mickelson and now Dustin Johnson and a number of PGA players have gone to play to, uh, they uh, teed off this morning. The PGA Tour immediately announced that they were suspending players, and Live Golf then fired a shot back with a statement within a half hour of the PGA Tour statement saying, this is not over, and I have a feeling this is going to head to a courtroom, although I don't know which courtroom it'll be going to. And I don't know if people. I don't know if people are interested in it because I know I'm a golf fan, and if that is that why I'm interested in it. But I think if there, let me put it this way. I don't know what league I'm least interested in right now. I don't know. I guess for the purpose of the audience, I know what I can say. Let's <laughs> say the NBA was this was happening, sure. And there was another league coming up with a competing league to go up against the NBA. I'd be interested in that, yeah. even if I'm not locked in like a Nuggets-T-Wolves game. Sure, you know. But I don't want to. I don't want to spend a segment on the topic if the people in the audience aren't interested in it. Right. So I want to give the people what they want, Jackson. So I guess I'm asking the people if you're interested in the topic. I'll, I can I can go on it, but if it's not something that gets you going, I don't, to, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. I, I, I know that's, where, that's where I am. Six five seven eight zero. All right. We'll take a commercial break. Tim McCartney Action Jackson, with you. It's one ESPN.
0: We are right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
1: Welcome back to McKernan, Action Jackson with you. This is uh, called Balloon Party. It's also called Tim and Boy. That's right. It's 101 ESPN. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. Uh, St. Gabriel's class of 1990, St. Gabriel's class of 1988, Dan McLaughlin not able to join us today as the Cardinals have a day game at the Trop as they try to salvage one game in the series against the Rays and then head home and we'll take, I would imagine, all three games against the Reds. Uh, Hey, Kind of to my surprise, I'm still learning the 101 ESPN audience, Mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you. Maybe you're learning me or maybe you've already learned enough, maybe within the first (laughs) day or two to know, eh. I can, I can pass on that. Um, but I don't know. You know, I, I got an, you know, with doing TMA for 18 years, I have a feel for for what the people want to talk about and what the people don't want to talk about. So that's why I put it out here. I'm trying to, I want to give the people what they want. And to my surprise, honestly, I think, Jackson, I would say about 80% of the people want to discuss this. And it's not a, it's it, it's not about Golf and ball flight and, and you know that that kind of stuff. That's not where I'm, I'm going. Uh, it's it's about business, it's about sports business, and it's also I think in a it, it, I suppose it it also includes a political discussion, although that's not necessarily the direction I'm taking it. But it's the way that the PGA is portraying it. So. To set the stage for those of you not necessarily all that familiar with it, and then we'll get into it because the, the, the votes came in and it was heavy. People do want to discuss it because they're now going back and forth, and I think it's going to set the stage for some litigation. Uh, Live Golf is backed by uh, Saudi Arabia, the Saudi Investment Fund, and MBS – and so, therefore, uh, that has been a moral ethical dilemma for some people on the PGA Tour as to whether or not to join it. But they are throwing around money that is, you know, suffice it to say, life changing for even people who have made millions of dollars. And Phil Mickelson is the biggest name who has gone and decided to play there. And the PGA Tour said, if you go and you play in this league, you're out. You cannot play in the PGA Tour any longer. Mm -hmm. Now, to be clear, and this is something, honestly, I didn't, even as somebody who's into the game, the major championships, the Masters, the British Open, which the British Open wants us to call the Open, Mm -hmm. but over here in St. Louis, we're going to call it the British Open just so everybody's on the same page, the U.S. Open and the PGA Championship, which we saw at Bell Reef four years ago, they are not part of the PGA Tour. So these players... Uh, can theoretically still play in those until those places were to make a decision saying they can't play in them. I don't know if they will because I have a feeling there's going to be litigation. Now, some people might go, well, if they have contracts with the PGA Tour, why can they breach their contract and go play over there? Well, they don't. They're independent contractors. And I realize, you know, for me, being just fully straightforward with the audience, you can throw that phrase around, but I know a lot of people don't necessarily know what that means, So for the purpose of, as Denzel Washington said to Tom Hanks in Philadelphia, which I assume you would say is good, Mm -hmm. uh, explain this to me like I'm a four-year-old. I believe that's what he said. Was it a three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old? Point being, dumb it down for me. Absolutely. Uh, An independent contractor is somebody who is free to work wherever they want to work, but that means they're not on a salary. And so when a PGA Tour player shows up at a tournament— and doesn't make the cut, the PGA Tour player is paying for his caddy, he's paying for his travel, he's paying for his uh, take-your-pick-of-whatever expenses come with it, and he actually loses money that week. When the Cardinals go down to Tampa, they still are making their money. When the Warriors go up to Boston, they're still making their money. That's not the case on the PGA Tour. Now, because we automatically have, I don't even need to look into the uh, Air Comfort Service text line, uh, I know what will happen because there is... Um, for some, uh, I don't even know success hating, I guess. And so it's like, I don't care. They make millions of dollars. And yeah, a lot of those guys do make millions of dollars, but a lot of them don't make much money. Mm -hmm. Even some of the guys in the top 100 in the world don't make much money or they're up and coming and they haven't gotten much money. And so what the live golf tour is doing is they're offering guaranteed money. Now, they wanted to get the biggest names possible, so Greg Norman, in an interview with the Washington Post this week, said they offered Tiger Woods in the high nine figures. Jackson, that's approaching a billion dollars. Unbelievable. Tiger passed. Tiger's good. But ti- by ti- good, I mean, I'm not talking about his game. I'm talking about his life, right. you know. Uh, they offered Jack Nicklaus, per a Jack Nicklaus interview, more than $100 to be the commissioner, like Greg Norman is. He passed. But they did offer Dustin Johnson $120 million, and he took it. Dustin Johnson having won the Masters two years ago. Uh, they offered Phil Mickelson 200, and he took it. Now, a name that probably is maybe with the audience, I would say, I'll say 8% of the audience may be familiar with the name Kevin Na. And I'm not going to spend time on Kevin Na, only to point out that they gave him $30 million, and he's making... He's made in 20 years on the PGA Tour, $37 million. They just doubled them up to get him. So what these golfers who are not Tiger Woods or not Justin Thomas or Rory McIlroy, they're in this spot right now where they have to make a decision. Do I go to the Live Golf Tour and make money that will not only change my family's life, but their children's life and possibly be generational and go to my grandchildren. But then also deal with no longer being allowed on the PGA tour, not being allowed and even as a sponsor exemption, as the PGA tour sent out this morning. And then also being for a lot of people persona non-grata because you are in business with Saudi Arabia. That is what many are dealing with. And it is, and I and I can speak to being aware of the situation uh, that it is something that is really in the heads of some people as to what they do. Now, Justin Thomas, Roy McIlroy, Tiger Woods, they're in a good spot. They don't need to do it. But if you're a guy who's kind of holding on, and in the case of a lot of these guys who have decided to do it, uh, their best days are behind them, this is a chance to change their lives so what the pga tour has done is they always call it the saudi golf league they don't call it the live golf tour that is not a coincidence messaging is so important especially Mm -hmm. when most of the time when you see a link on twitter Most people don't read the link. They read the headline, and the narrative is formed from there. So they're always going to call it the Saudi Golf League, Saudi Golf League, Saudi Golf League, to try to hammer that these people are in business with Saudi Arabia. Now, what I would present, and I'm not pro-Live Golf or anti-Live Golf. I'm just telling you how I see it, and I think one of the things in this story is the PGA Tour is concerned about competition, and so in order to frame it in the most negative way possible, they are going to focus on Saudi Golf League, when in reality, it's called the Live Golf Tour. From my standpoint, part of American business is competition. Now, one could point out, well, we had a lot of monopolies back in the day, but then legislation was tended to for it. But this case, I think the PGA Tour is worried about it. Now, what I would tell you is the current product that Live Golf is putting out there and the balls went up in the air two hours ago is not something they should be really all that concerned about. What they could be concerned about is if more guys, more current big names with actual futures in the game, like let's say a Justin Thomas, for example, were to go over there. Or if Tiger Woods were to go over there. Now you got a situation because then it affects their rights, their television rights, their sponsorship deals, and it makes the PGA Tour vulnerable. I've had a few people email me about this, and they've compared it to what happened in auto racing in the 1990s. Uh, and, and to be real straightforward with you, it's not by any means something I know a whole lot about. Sure. But there was something similar to this in the 1990s in auto racing, and NASCAR was not the biggest thing. And then NASCAR has emerged. For people your age, you probably only know NASCAR as being the king. Oh, yeah. But it was not that way. It was a kart series, and you, of course, had IndyCars. Uh, and then the game changed. The USFL tried to challenge the NFL. So we've seen leagues try to do this before. And, of course, the leagues always try to fight back and to hold their monopoly. I am all for the competition. And what I think is going to wind up happening on this is you're going to have the PGA Tour making some changes, which will benefit professional golfers, that they will become employees of the PGA Tour. It's going to cost them money. uh, But in turn, like I I can't right now, for example— just walk across the street and work at another radio station. Uh I am an employee. I am under contract. That is the way that it works. Uh, But the PGA Tour players are not. And so the, the core legal issue, and I heard Ricky Fowler doing an interview on a podcast I was listening to earlier this week, is the PGA Tour owns their name, image, and likeness, but the PGA Tour is not paying them as employees. They get paid for their winnings. These guys pay for all of their accommodations. And so that is what they're pushing back on. The tough thing is is to talk about it publicly to fans who who might be scraping to live by, dealing with high gas prices, inflation, and then to talk about their plight when they've made tens of millions of dollars, it isn't really going to resonate well. It's not going to be a topic that is going to get people on your side. So they're in a weird spot. But from a principal standpoint, I understand where the PGA players are coming from. It's just a tough argument because most people see professional golfers and go, wow, you get to play golf and you're multimillionaires. I don't really have a whole lot of sympathy for you. I'm trying to figure out how to pay the mortgage or I'm trying to figure out how to pay the rent. So it's not something that's a unifying topic with the population. But from a principle standpoint, I do understand it. The PGA Tour, I think, is taking a legal position that is going to be difficult to uphold should it actually go to the courts. So that is the state of things, and they now had a war of words this morning, the Live Golf Tour and the PGA Tour, and the PGA Tour has announced that they have suspended all of the players who have gone over there, and they will not be allowed to play even if they get a sponsorship exemption, but they have not said if and when these players would be allowed to come back. Jackson, that is the state of things I am pro-competition, I think the Saudi Arabia thing, I understand it if this were the only thing Saudi Arabia were involved in. Right. But Saudi Arabia is involved in business globally and including in the United States. So the talking point, while I understand it and while it can certainly trigger emotion, and it's a good PR strategy in the sense of it's effective, but whether or not it's really honest, is one I would dispute that the PGA Tour is implementing, and that is to focus on Saudi Arabia. You know, UPS pulled its sponsorship from Lee Westwood. Does UPS not deliver into Saudi Arabia if they get a package from, you know, New York to Riyadh? Yeah. I I, I doubt that. Right. Um, What about Saudi Arabia's involvement in other American business? What about Saudi Arabia's involvement in the EPL, which is carried, of course, by NBC Sports and have become incredibly prominent, especially with younger people in the United States who wake up early in the morning to watch those matches? So I, I think we have some hypocrisy here that is actually being played out as moralism on social media, when in reality, if people are aware of the situation, there's Saudi Arabian money all around us. These guys are getting chastised because the PGA Tour is presenting them as greedy. When in reality, it's always about the dollar, both for the tour and the players. Jackson, thoughts?
2: 100%. I think it's anytime you're going to track every single dollar that comes from any American sport, you're going to find some stuff you're not going to like. So it's, it's, like I said, it's a slippery slope. Now, my biggest question would be if the four majors, which are run by four different entities, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Say, will allow for the foreseeable future... Any player qualifies to play in our tournaments, do you think we'll see a considerable amount more of people defect to the Live Golf Tour?
1: Yes. Yeah. And I think that is why Patrick Reed and Bryson DeChambeau, Reed, a 2018 Masters winner, DeChambeau, 2020 U.S. Open winner. Once the U.S. Open said you can play in the 2022 U.S. Open, which is next week, St. Louis and Chris Nagel will be playing in it. Uh, as he qualified on Monday, that's when they made their announcement. The Royal and Ancient, which is in charge of the British Open, uh, they're going to be able to play there. So the moment that will be the moment of truth is what Augusta National does. Right. Uh, Augusta National will determine how they want to handle things. But I, I'm i on the outside looking in. It's 100% speculative. But I don't really see the guys at Augusta National, and it really is for the most part, the guys at Augusta National Correct. going, yeah, we're not really looking to, like, heal the world here. We're good, Yeah. you know. If you guys want to go over there and do business with them, fine. We just want the best players at our tournament. In other words, I don't know if they're going to take the moral stand to say, "Oh, you played in Saudi Arabia, you're out." Right. This might be the PGA Tour's own battle to fight.
2: Yeah, yep, absolutely. I think you're you were right on when you're saying that this will improve the lives of of golfers who, you know, we always talk about the guys who are Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, Dustin Johnson. These big names, but there's a ton of guys who play almost every tournament where they're paying their own way, have to pay for their own lodging. And like you said, if they miss the cut, they lose money. You know, that's not really a, something you would think about if you're just watching a tournament, but it, it sucks for guys who are trying to live out their dreams. So I think it would improve the life of them. And essentially, competition breeds innovation.
1: Well, I don't, I, I understand your first part. I'm going to respectfully disagree with it in this sense it does suck that they don't get the chance to live out their dreams, but that's competition, that's sure. capitalism. Yeah. I'm all for it. You know, I start a business and it doesn't work out. Yes, it sucks and I didn't get a chance to live out my dream, but it didn't work. Whether it was my execution or it was a flawed strategy or whatever it was, it didn't work out. The thing that I have a problem with is if somebody didn't allow me mm-hmm. to pursue it
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that person is not my employer. Right. And that to me is the core issue. If somebody isn't good enough, then all right, you're not good enough. But at least you had the opportunity to take your shot. Yeah. But if somebody's saying, no, you can't take your shot, but you're not my employer... That, to me, is where you get into this gray area from a legal standpoint, and therefore we get to how this goes well beyond the game of golf, and it goes to sports and sports business and also politics because you include the Saudi Arabian element in it, and you have a much bigger discussion, especially because what you've seen, if you've even watched it, it's very tough to find. You can only find it on YouTube. Uh, this league, I mean, they were giving tickets away to get people to this event in London. It's so hackneyed it really looks like 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 a like an arena league type of setup right you know the team names the logos it's hackneyed the guys guys are there for the money which is fine I'm here for the money, by the way, right. you know, that that's 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 business. And I never fault people. For that. I don't understand why we success shame. And, you know, we talk about the American dream and ambition and going for it. And then when somebody gets there, they have to apologize for doing well. And then when they campaign for office, they have to talk about their grandpa was poor. You know, hey, you made it. You took a shot. I tip my cap. I take it. I tip my cap to somebody who takes a shot and it doesn't work out because uh-huh. it takes some courage to take a shot. No doubt. So these guys grinded all their lives and they want to take their shot, if they're not employees and they didn't sign a contract for personal services, I don't really understand how they are not allowed to do that. But I guess, theoretically, they are allowed to do it. It's just now they can't compete on the PGA Tour. But again, I think that's where you could get into a real legal battle here, and it could lead to a substantial change in golf, and then, indirectly, other sports. My thoughts there. Your thoughts. What are they? 65780. Tim McKernan in action. Jackson with you. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN.
0: We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
1: Dramatic.
2: Super dramatic. Cinematic almost. That is cinematic. That's nice. It's like a trailer.
1: It's balloon party, 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. Hey, uh, since we've been talking about this Live Golf PGA Tour thing, And I was off. I didn't think the people would want to talk about it, but we got a million texts on it since we started talking about it. Uh, Riggs, uh, St. Louisan, works at Barstool. He's going to be in studio on TMA tomorrow at 9 a.m.
2: Outstanding.
1: So uh, he apologized uh, for not being able to come on today. Had a uh, personal situation come up, but he's coming into studio here. He's in St. Louis. Harvard guy. Crazy. So you are called Lil Harvard, but he actually is Harvard.
2: Right, I know. And the distinction is minimal, though. Mizzou and Harvard.
1: I agree with that, and I'm glad that you said it.
2: Better football team, if we're just being honest.
1: That's right. Take that, Louisiana Tech and Abilene Christian. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to feel our wrath. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Tim, I just worry about how sustainable this Live Golf League is. At some point, they will need to produce revenue, and how long will it take them to get there? They have deep pockets, but how deep can they go, or do they care? That's from the 813. I I haven't read all of the texts, but we've been getting a lot, and just scrolling through, I thought that was an astute observation. And I, I I made this comment yesterday, and I was watching an interview with Mike Wan, the uh, the head of the USGA, and he said, you know, you can't. A lot of people can start up a business, but sustaining a business, and I just don't know. I don't know what the the end game is here for this because it's team golf, and Dustin Johnson is drafting three guys. Honestly, I follow the game, and I don't know who they are.
2: I didn't know it. half of the players. I don't know who they, I don't know who they
1: are. Yeah. And it's it's like, okay, let me take you back to this. And this is also probably when you were four years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Louis had the St. Louis Aces, mm-hmm. if you recall. Tennis, right? That's right. Yeah. And uh, Venus Williams was playing for the St. Louis Aces.
2: I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. Fun fact for no one to tell. <laughs> it's incredible. And there was a press conference, and I was working at KMOV, and I went to cover it. And honestly, you know, I'm not a huge tennis fan, but sure. I certainly recognize the Williams sisters' greatness at the Definitely. time, really. Venus was the, the higher-profile right. pl- player at that moment. And I don't know who was asking questions, but somebody asked a question about the team. And she said, and she was like embarrassed. She wasn't being crass or condescending, but she just started laughing. She goes, well, I really don't know who's on the team. (laughs) (laughs) So it was an appearance thing, you know, and you're doing it. Not that she probably needed, quote unquote, the money. I don't think Dustin Johnson, quote unquote, needs the money, but it's a way to make money. And so it's called team stuff. I don't, you know, it didn't. I don't think it necessarily engaged the public outside of when Venus Williams would come through. I remember Anna Kornikova came through, and people want to go see them play. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if people went home and posted on a message board if the Aces lost a game right. holding people accountable. Right Now, I do wonder, I don't know if it could ever happen, if team golf could get people going, if if areas had... You know, right. Teams. Like, like, yeah. City
2: is having teams
1: because that is what this is, except it is just so hat. I mean, the names are just like, you know, S- smash. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's really it's like if I here's one for you. And I don't know what what the age of the audience is, but uh, there was a thing on Nintendo. I'm a child of the 80s and 90s. And you could like design your logo for your team on Nintendo baseball. Uh huh. And it looks like the kids got together and designed logos, and then they just threw them out there together for uh, this thing. Like a Microsoft so, Paint thing. Right. And so when this person uh, from the 813, where's the 813? Ooh. Well, take yeah, some like a, I like a good area code, guessing. I think we're big in Southern California. And I know you're big in the Northeast with your elite uh, attitude, but I'm going to go Southern California.
2: Uh, Tampa. Same thing. Right.
1: Uh, maybe it's Patty Maroon. Yeah, that, it's not big rig. <laughs> wondering about the sustainability of live golf. That's what I wonder. I, I I do as well. But if you get all the great players from the from the U.S. and from Europe to come over there and play, then you know that that changes the game. But right now, I'm just not. And on top of it, you can't watch the product. But you, I mean, you can you can watch it on YouTube. Right. The and media for a lot product. of people. That's how they watch your people, and by yeah. your people, I mean twenty-four-year-olds. Yeah,
2: YouTube is as accessible do you, as anything. Do else. You, do you
1: have a subscription? Anything?
2: Uh, yeah, a couple different like streaming sites: HBO Max and uh, Netflix and Hulu and stuff. But other than that, so how do you
1: watch the Cardinals?
2: My parents log in.
1: Oh wow! <laughs> wow, that's criminal.
2: Well, it's a family plan. I'm part of the family.
1: But I thought that that was kind of uh, I thought they I thought they plugged that hole recently.
2: I sure hope they don't.
1: Like two weeks ago.
2: I I've, I've, I've haven't had any issues. If you keep talking about it, I might have some issues. <laughs> I might have to come <laughs> over there.
1: <laughs> uh, guys, do you uh, guys care about the XFL? They announced more coaches today, still not teams. Well, Anthony Beck is the coach for the Battle Hawks. Oh, okay. Sounds, by your reaction, that tells me that you had no idea that was the case. Uh, no, I did not. Honestly, Here's, I did with with regards to the XFL, which I don't think the XFL was like, we're going to take down the NFL, whereas Greg Norman is up there like screaming in sure, some kind yeah, of yeah. rage and clenching his fists. Uh, I think he really does want to take down the PGA Tour. The XFL, when it originally came along at the end of 2019, the games debuted in 2020, and obviously then it was a debacle with the pandemic and then Vince McMahon and the whole thing. I'll tell you this. Talk about things I was wrong on. I was so wrong on that, Mm -hmm. and it's a real shame for for a real variety of reasons that it shut down when it did, because I think that dome would have been as loud as it had been and I don't know how long. I mean, years for certain, but I don't know if we would go back to a playoff game. I don't know. St. Louis football fans were ready to absolutely pack that place. So it wasn't about taking down the NFL for the league. It was about St. Louis here locally. And I just was like, I don't know who these people are. Mm -hmm. I I have no idea what's going on, but people were absolutely engaged. in really what wound up coming of the Battle Hawks to me is what could have been and maybe what should have been, what happened with the Rams here or with an NFL team here. The people who were filling that building for the Battle Hawks were there as football fans and not there as, oh, would you like to go and sit down in the the dome? And, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll scream at people if they stand up on third down or call an usher over because I'm busy knitting. (laughs) And that crap that went on in the dome that made it such a dreadful atmosphere unless the Rams were like this you know, heaps of cocaine offense that we had in 99 and yeah. 2000 and 2001 and 2003. That, the, that, that, it reminded me actually of the Buffalo, outside the building of a Buffalo Bills game, what we were seeing outside the dome during those games. Right. The yeah. Like, like, yeah. It was a whole scene, man. Yeah. And it was younger people and right. people who, or, and it didn't have to be younger people, there were a lot of younger people. And there was football fans and they were there. The game was part of it, but it was, it was more about, just being a football fan in St. Louis and, and shoving it up Kroenke's backside, even though how much he really paid attention, I would imagine, was minimal. But I I did not think that thing was going to take. And that's a credit to the people who were involved in it. There were mm-hmm. some really sharp minds Absolutely. involved in that. Kurt Hunziker, Mark Taylor, a guy I've uh, worked with, um, some sharp marketing minds involved with that, which is a credit to them. And uh, it's a shame that that went down the way that it did. I don't know second time around if it will still have the same pop. I'd like it to, but I don't know I don't know if that's still there now. Yeah. The, the, it, the litigation's over. Cronkey's won a suit. I mean Cronkey's just won. I know it's no fun to acknowledge it, but I mean he's won. Yeah. He's won. Yeah. Even though got an attorney saying they slayed the dragon. And his own that doesn't, building. that doesn't make it that doesn't make it so. He yeah. he's certainly slayed the dragon. I'm sure his financial advisors feel like they slayed the dragon, but uh, I don't feel like it uh and so that whole situation i don't know if the same fire will be there for fans with yeah. that and uh, that's a different deal than live golf which is really trying to take down the pg yeah tour.
2: i think the difference in three years when the xfl first came here in 2019 from the rams leaving and now you know five six years is a, is a considerable difference not to mention kronky's already won in his own building and I think that the energy will still be there, and probably out of the gate. But I'll be interested to see if they'll sustain that same energy throughout the first XFL season back.
1: I went to the first game, and I stood the whole damn game. The tailgate was great too. Uh, that's the thing, man. That yeah. was a whole scene.
2: Yeah. You have soccer too. That's gonna play a part. That in it.
1: will be. That's a different. That's that will be. I think that is going to be absolutely wonderful as far I as agree. the atmosphere there. Couldn't agree more. That I is can. gonna be wonderful. I am legitimately looking forward to
2: that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be decked out in red,
1: pink. Well, you know, it's in the eye of the beholder. Sure. <laughs> I sometimes have to hold up navy socks and black socks and say to my wife, who thinks I'm acting for some reason. I don't know why she thinks I go Daniel Day Lewis with socks, but for whatever reason she goes, it's blue, and I go. Well, I got to tell you something, sister. I don't think it is. Same way. And she's like, it's so hot that you call me sister. I'm the same way. With you call my wife sister, well, no. we're gonna have a problem now. Now I'm gonna have to come over there. I'm gonna be right. in the middle. <laughs> we're gonna scrap
2: after the show. Yeah. Uh, no dark, like anything dark colored, like uh, navy or dark brown or dark green and black. I can't tell the whole the thing. It
1: sucks. No, it's a whole thing. I can't figure it out for the life of me. So I'm sure I've come in here with like a navy shirt and black shorts on and people are playing with this guy. That's why he's on HD2. Right. All right, we'll take a break. It's Balloon Party 101 ESPN.
0: We are right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
1: What the hell is this? The football cardinal started in Chicago. You stole two teams. What are we talking about? Little back of the baseball card
2: stat there, I guess.
1: Saying those people cry about the Rams. It started in Cleveland. We lost the Rams. What is this like a guy from L.A. listening to this? Was he? Is that a 419? It is. You want to take a guess? Los Angeles. I don't feel like that's difficult, but since you're asking me, I feel like now it's a trick question.
2: Mmm, it is, because it's the northwestern part of Ohio. Wow. Maybe a Cleveland guy.
1: Yep big Guardians guy, but wanted to hear my <laughs> takes on Live Golf this morning. Well, either way, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, guys, your assessment's wrong. St. Louis is super excited about the Battle Hawks. caw I'm not, I, My, I wasn't saying St. Louis wasn't excited. What I'm saying is, will the excitement be different this time around? Mm. I don't know if it will be there, but I was wrong the first time. I had no idea that was coming. It's already 11 o'clock. God, I just I just, me and the clock, man. <laughs> it's you against the clock. You can't do 20 years of non, non-breaking radio and all of a sudden have a clock. Yeah. I mean, you can. I yeah. just haven't done it
2: we went an hour and 20 on yeah. the tma this morning
1: oh uh, yeah we, we broke at eight twenty eight for the <laughs> seven o'clock hour it's great stuff all right we got to wrap it up bk and ferrari are up next for action jackson i'm tim mckernan this has been balloon party on 101 espn
0: you've been listening to the balloon party on the tim mckernan podcast presented by dobbs tire and auto centers on 101 espn
1: peloton let's go
2: this holiday with the right music